You're listening to the Mowing in the Dark podcast, where we talk about business, family, and life. Now here's your host, Aaron Sutter. Welcome back to the Mowing in the Dark podcast. My name's Aaron Sutter. Thank you so much for returning for another episode. I want to continue the conversation that we started last time in episode number six, getting started in the snow game. I I didn't go into a whole lot of detail on my first snow removal setup, and I really want to dig into that a little bit more, especially for you guys who are just starting out, you're just getting into lawn care, and you want to add snow removal so that you can make some more money in the winter. So, let me jump right into my very first snow removal setup that I had. My first snow removal setup, as you guys heard in the last episode, was a Husqvarna two-stage snow thrower, all steel except for the little guides that are on the sides of the snowblower. Those were like plastic. They weren't even poly, I don't think. Those wore down And I'm going to get into a story about this uh, on the issues that that really caused because it was a really, really bad situation. First, guys, I want to encourage you to head over to Apple iTunes. Leave us a five-star review. Leave us just a couple sentences of a review there so that the algorithms can kind of see that and help this podcast go farther and reach more people. So as I was saying, I started off with a Husqvarna snowblower, two-stage snowblower, and it was good. It was okay. It was a little slow. It was heavy for sure. So how I was carting this thing around was I had a little two-wheel drive Dodge Dakota, and it was, I mean, the Dakotas are beasts, but it was only two-wheel drive, and to cart this thing around, I had to pull a 5x8 trailer. And so, I, if you can imagine, I was out there in sometimes 6 to 8 inches of snow with a two-wheel drive truck pulling a trailer with these skinny little tires on it with a snowblower on the back. And I am trying to peel down these streets and I am just struggling and I... I'm sure it did a number on the transmission, but I had to do it, guys. So what I would do is I would I would bring along like cat litter or salt or something just to throw under the tires just in case I got stuck. Salt actually worked really well. Kitty litter worked pretty good too, but salt really did a really good job of giving you traction and it was melting the snow. So if it took forever to get out it would finally melt down to the pavement and you could actually get out that way get a little forward momentum i gotta tell you guys it was miserable plowing snow with just a two-stage snow thrower Uh, the dodge dakota had a few other problems the battery would would just die on me just for whatever reason would just die And I couldn't ever figure it out. So one time I was out plowing snow at two in the morning. Okay, I'm out clearing driveways at two in the morning and my truck won't start. It died and I cannot get it to turn over. And I'm 
I'm sitting in this neighborhood and I'm just stuck. I'm stuck there. My wife is asleep. She's not answering her phone. And I am, I'm, I'm not going anywhere. Thank goodness another guy in my neighborhood pulled up to do another driveway and he had two other guys with him or whatever. So I walked down there to him and I asked him, hey, do you think you could give me a jump once you're done here? And he was gracious enough to pull up, give me a jump, and then they took off. And I still stay in contact with that business to this day because that was so impressive to me. And I shoot him some work every now and again. Shout out to OCD Lawn Care out of Lansing, Michigan. And that really, that stuck with me. That act of kindness really stuck with me. So I've shot him as much work as I can because I really appreciate that act of kindness that he gave me way back in 2016. After I got unstuck there, what I did is I went immediately to a big box store that we have here in Michigan called Meyer, and they have a little automotive section there. What I did is I actually picked up one of those jumper boxes, it has the battery in it, you charge it, and then you can jump your battery with it. That way I would never be stuck like that again. And it cost me like 50, 60 bucks, something like that, but it was well worth the money. And I never got stuck after that with with the battery dying. This The Dodge Dakota was good, but I had to get rid of it. So in 2018, I believe, I had stopped doing snow because I, I priced it all completely wrong. As I said in the last episode, I was charging way too little, wasn't making any money. And in 2018, I had to, I had to upgrade to a four-wheel drive truck. So I found somebody through my father-in-law. Uh, he knew somebody, their father had passed away, and they left them this truck. And it was a uh, GMC Sierra 1500, immaculate condition for the age. It was a 1997 four-wheel drive stick shift. I really liked this truck a lot. I mean, I liked driving a stick shift. It was fun. It did have a few problems. It had a clutch problem. It would leak just a little bit of clutch fluid. And if that fluid was down just a little bit, that clutch would go out. And I'd have to add a little fluid, and then it would work again. It'd stiffen up. So it, it was what it was. Um, I didn't plow snow with that truck, however. Uh, I just pulled the trailer. I had, I had bought a bigger trailer. Uh, a 14 foot 14 by 7 trailer for my lawn care equipment and the Dodge Dakota was not going to handle that so I picked up this other truck and I believe it had a very small engine in it because it struggled to even pull my uh, 14 by 7 trailer and guys I am not an a car guy I am not a truck guy really I don't know what I'm talking about I I don't care about it. So like Brian from Brian's Lawn Maintenance, he wants a Tesla. Awesome. He's into cars. He's into fancy things like watches and stuff like that. That stuff to me, I could care less. Uh, it, that's just me. That's who I am. I've never cared about cars. I've never been interested in cars, getting under the hood. What size engine does it have? Nothing. I don't care. Um, and 
that's not a slight on anybody else. That's just me personally. I, I just have never cared about that stuff. So when I picked up this truck, I had no idea what I was looking for. All I knew was that I needed a four-wheel drive truck, something bigger to pull my 14x7 trailer. And it did that okay, but it wasn't great. And so the next year after that, I sold it in the spring for more than I purchased it for. And I went and I bought the truck that I have now in 2019, which is the Ram 1500 Outdoorsman Series. And the Outdoorsman Series is really a good series. They don't make it anymore, but it, the truck has a 10,000-pound towing capacity. It's got a very high um, payload capacity as well. So I really like that. It pulls my, my trailer just fine uh, like i said in the last episode we pull our rv with it it's like a 30 foot rv and it it can struggle at times with the rv um, and it's right at the max uh, payload capacity for the truck so it i i need to upgrade that truck but trucks are so expensive like I said in the last episode, guys, just go back and listen to the last episode. That way you're caught up to where we're at now. So after I got out of that snow removal thing, and the biggest reason why I did, here's here's the here's the kicker to the whole situation. And I know I'm jumping around here. I'm just I get all jumbled up sometimes with how I tell stories. It's just the way I am. You'll have to deal with it. So the snowblower it was one of the last snow events of the year and i had been running this snowblower hard all year all winter and what had happened is i hadn't been paying attention to the little uh, plastic uh, guides or or i don't know what you call them the feet i call them feet i guess and they wore down they wore down to to like half their size and I wasn't paying attention to it and what the snowblower was doing was it was riding on the front edge the the cutting edge of the snowblower and what had finally happened is the bolts or rivets or whatever it was that was holding on the front metal cutting edge they came loose all but one and that front cutting edge pivoted and went up into the augers and sheared off all the shear pins inside the gear housing and i couldn't i'm not very mechanically inclined but i figured out real quick that this snowblower isn't going to work anymore so i took it to my dealer my lawnmower dealer who also works on snowblowers it's a toro dealer shout out to midwest power equipment in okamas michigan uh, i took the snowblower there and they told me what was wrong with it and it cost me 400 some dollars to get this 600 dollars snowblower fixed and i i had to do it because i actually paid for this snowblower on a credit card and it, it was stupid, I know, but that's what I did. And I owed money on this thing, so I can't just sit there. I can't just say junk it. I had to get it repaired, and I got it repaired. And in me, in the meantime, while it was sitting in there, I bought a little 
teeny tiny Toro 16 inch snowblower uh, paddle with a paddle wheel. It was two cycle, but this thing just ran like a champ. And up until this year, this year I just bought a brand new snowblower from Toro, paid cash, no more credit card junk. And I am so glad I did that, but the little champ, the little 16-incher, man, that thing is still kicking, and it's loud. It's really loud. When you're out at 3 a.m. and you're you're uh, snowblowing sidewalks with that thing, I, I really worry that it's going to wake up neighbors and things like that because it's just so loud. It's just like a, you know, and it's just, it's, it, it's a beast, though. It's a beast. And... Uh, this year I upgraded because I wanted to get more efficient with my setup. So I went with a, I believe it's like a 21 or 24 inch, I believe it's 21 inch uh, Toro Pro Clear something or other. And I'm really looking forward to digging in and using that thing. That thing is the Cadillac of paddle wheel snowblowers so i'm i'm excited about that but back to the story the husqvarna got it back out of the shop as soon as i got it out of the shop i didn't even use it again i put it on craigslist i put it on facebook marketplace and i sold the thing for i don't know 400 bucks or something i lost money on it but it was well worth it to get rid of it pay that credit card off and move on and I, I've ran with the little 16-inch for the last three years, clearing sidewalks, and I, I really needed to upgrade to something bigger. So that's why I got the new one. And guys, that is my my best horror story for snow plowing or snow removal. Now, for you guys just getting started into the snow removal game, Starting with a snowblower is not a bad way to go. But here's the thing. There are different ways, better ways that I have found to haul your snowblower around, number one. Number two, there's ways to make it more efficient so that you can really make some good money. Now, pricing is the first thing you need to think about. My minimum here for driveway and uh, just a regular post stamp lot is driveway and sidewalks with clearing the steps uh, is $30. If it's bigger than that, it's going to go up from there. Uh, quarter lots start at $45 and go up from there. And I use a residential snow removal contract and I require all snow removal clients to pay the season up front because I'm, I'm not going to get stiffed on snow. There's too much liability there's too much wear and tear on equipment. I need to get paid up front so that I can serve all of the clients the best that I can. And so that is how I do that. And you guys, if you're getting into it, you need to really consider that as well. Again, I'm going to mention debtfreelandscaper.com. You can get snow removal contracts there. They are very inexpensive for what they are. This is the meat and potatoes that you need to have for your lawn care business. You have to have it. I, I promise you it will answer so many questions for you. You will be you will be one hundred percent winning if you get the residential snow removal contracts along with 
for the future even, get that commercial snow removal contract. You will not regret it. So now, since I have upgraded to a snowplow, there are some issues that come with that as well. You've got wear and tear. You've got to do maintenance on the plow. You've got to change the hydraulic fluid, things like that. Uh, you you want to make sure that that your cutting edge is nice. This year, I haven't done it yet, but I need to flip my cutting edge over. On the Snow X plow, I can actually flip the cutting edge over, and it's got a brand new edge on the top side. You flip it over, it's good to go for another season. Uh, my old cutting edge made it two seasons. I'm hoping to get two more seasons out of the new cutting edge and then I will actually have to replace the entire thing and that is pretty expensive and you really want to be watching your numbers with snow removal make sure that you're saving money out for maintenance because eventually you are going to need to do maintenance whether it's on your truck or on the plow now if you're just starting out with a snowblower this is what I recommend I don't recommend pulling a trailer in the winter on salty roads it's going to completely destroy your trailer what I would recommend is going to Harbor Freight you can buy a uh, a little it's almost like a wheelchair holder that you can put on the back that uh, it, it inserts into the to the trailer insert in the back and uh, it you can it has a gate that comes down you can wheel your your uh, snowblower right up on that thing if it's a two-stage snowblower and it's super heavy that's how I would do it you strap it down on there you're good to go or if you've got something light enough you could just throw it in the back of the truck and do it that way I know that the new Toro snowblower that I bought uh, is pretty heavy it's like 70 80 90 pounds so to haul that in and out of the back of the truck is going to be pretty difficult but you know i'm a big guy i can handle it i need the workout anyway but um there are some snowblowers out there that have a specially made handle to where you can back it up to the truck tailgate and just lean it against the trail tailgate pick up the front and slide it right up into the back of the truck um, depending on what you want to do there uh, my feeling is you wouldn't want to do that you might end up scratching the truck or the snowblower handle it's up to you whatever you want to do so that is the best way that I have found as I keep looking into different things on different setups is to run a just a small snowblower setup is to either throw it in the back of the truck or purchase the 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 rear end thing with the little ramp that comes down it's like 24 inches wide which is almost perfect for any snowblower you can just wheel it up on there and hit the road now, if you're going a little bit bigger I and you have a 1500 truck or a 150, I would not recommend going with an 8-foot plow. Okay, I have an 8-foot plow. It's a little heavy for my truck, and I, I sometimes do regret it. I like that it's 8 feet wide, but I just wish it was a little bit lighter. So there are different brands, different products out there that make little bit heavier or a little bit lighter plows for light duty trucks and you want to look into those i know snow dog 
makes a pretty light uh, light duty truck plow. Uh, I know Snow X makes a few really good light duty truck plows. In fact, they just came out with a V plow. Talked about that in the last episode. But you've got to really do your homework if you have a 1500 or a 150 or F-150 truck because you really don't want to overtax that truck. It's still going to be hard on the truck. Snow plowing is hard on any truck. And you're just going to have to 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 suck it up and, and know that that is what is going to happen with your truck. It's going to be abused. It's just the way it is. We all know it here in Michigan. Like my Dodge truck, it's rusty now. When I bought it, it wasn't super rusty. It had a little rust. It's rusty now because I'm always out in the snow and the salt and you know you can spray it off all you want to but especially with rams they just tend to rust so the new rams i hear are a little bit better with rust protection but these older rams the 2011 is what i have they just tend to rust so it is what it is with the ram trucks i know guys run rams into the ground but they are nothing but a pile of rust by the time they get there so look, do your homework on snow plows. You definitely want to invest in Timberins, especially if you're running an F-150 or 1500, uh, you know, quarter ton truck. You really want to invest in Timberins. I have them in the back. I'm going to get them put on the front. You've got to get those. You've got to invest in this thing. If you're going to go into the snow game, you might as well go all in. And it's really important to protect your vehicle. That's an investment and protect your plow. And by getting those timberins, you'll do both. So guys, also for salting, if you're looking to get into salting, but you don't want to spend a lot of money or you don't have a lot of money to spend, but you really want to put some salt down, like maybe you have a snow plow now and you're you're at that medium size setup like I am. I don't have a salter that hooks onto the back of my truck. I have a push spreader. I start. I just I buy bagged salt. It's easy to price to the customer that way. You can price it per bag. For me in my area, I price my salt uh, a bag of salt applied for $27 I believe and that's not what I pay for the salt nowhere near what I pay for the salt but that is what it is applied I have to go pick it up I have to haul it around I have to apply it and you got to factor that stuff in salt corrodes everything so you want to make sure that you get a good push salt spreader get a salt spreader now you can use just a regular grass spreader seed spreader i have done that i've done that for the last three years i just recently echo sent me their uh uh what is it it's their 100 or oh i can't remember what it is it's 100 w something like that it's a really nice spreader it's got a really cool auger in it it's got it's got parts and pieces that are not going to rust. It's just a really great spreader. Holds like, oh, I don't know, like 70, 80 pounds. So it's a really nice salt spreader. And I would really recommend you guys looking at Echo simply because 
you wouldn't think that they make a salt spreader, but it's actually a really nice salt spreader, and they're not that expensive. There are some other brands out there as well. You can look at Snow X. They sell them. Uh, I'm pretty sure Lesco sells them as well. You just have to look around, stop in at your Site 1 dealer, whatever you want to do. They're all pretty good, but I would, for me personally, I like Echo, and I would promote the Echo uh, salt spreader just because it is really beefy and it, it's a really good spreader. Guys, I really recommend that you head over to YouTube, check out a bunch of videos on different snow removal setups. Go from the smallest, just, you know, cheap snow blower and a truck setup to big snow snow plow setups because guys you want to get a good idea of what you want to grow into maybe you can only start with a snowblower right now but you will eventually move into a big snowplow truck if that's where you want to go guys i really recommend that you do that that's what i did you can really get a good education on snow removal from youtube I would recommend Brian's Lawn Maintenance. I would recommend Stanley Dirt Monkey. I would recommend uh, Countryside Vlogs. Those are three really good channels for snow removal. And go check them out. Uh, you can go check out my channel, but really I don't have a lot of snow removal videos. Uh, I didn't make any snow removal videos back when I was using just a snowblower. So you may want to check out some other channels for that. Guys... Thank you so much for listening to this episode. We're going to wrap it up here. I just really hope that this gave you guys some value, gave you guys something to think about. I hope my horror story helps you to realize that you need to take a little bit better care of your equipment. That's something that I learned through this whole process with this Husqvarna snowblower is that I got to pay attention to my equipment and I got to make sure that it's running in tip top shape. Guys, don't neglect your equipment. It is a big deal. Guys, thank you so much for wa for listening today. I really appreciate it. Head over to I Apple iTunes. Leave us a five-star review. And guys, I will see you in the next episode.